Hello and welcome to Behind the Clipboard. I'm Tamara Cook from Known Associates Events and I'm here with my fellow events guru, the beautiful and always recognised on the street, Melissa Howie. Oh, that was a lovely intro. Not used to that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's so true. Everyone recognises your gorgeous voice. You're the famous one. Admit it. I'll stop. (laughs) As always, we're recording this podcast on unceded First Nations land, Wajak Nungabudja, in Boorooloo, which means Perth, Western Australia, and pay our respects to our First Nations people. Welcome to Behind the Clipboard, event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle and beyond. We're giving you the Insider Toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to open the backstage curtain and unleash your world of events expertise. When you run a large-scale event which focuses its formalities and entertainment on stage, you need a tightly run ship to ensure it all goes to plan. From timing, audiovisual and coordinating talent to wrangling MCs and sound checks and stage plots. Your approach to stage management plays a pivotal role in getting it right. So today, we're going to give you the ins and outs on how to stage manage like a boss. Love it. Stage management is one of my favourite parts of events, actually. It's highly stressful, but it's so fun and rewarding when you're standing side of stage and there's this awesome moment or performance happening yeah yeah you're up close and personal yeah and you've got the headset on you feel like you're a real boss (laughs) I know you love a stage management role (laughs) Uh, I mean most of the time sometimes you do the (laughs) legwork yeah that's true you probably don't have to run as much as a stage manager if you've got a little lackey team (laughs) yes of runners around you but sometimes depends on the event I guess sometimes you are doing a lot of running actually that reminds me of a story that you probably have do you want to start with an anecdote you know from back in the early days of known associates when we had a big wake-up call on why there should always be an allocated stage manager at major events Sure do. Uh, I'm still traumatised by it. I think it was probably my first experience as a stage manager and we found out at that point we needed an AV stage manager as well. So uh, we've talked about it before. It was the Black Diamond Ball was our first, well, my first big ball. Straight out of uni, um, we had this big moment where we had one performer sing this really emotional hard-hitting song uh, about it was about suicide prevention and then we wanted this big moment with pyrotechnics and the pot bellies were coming out they were singing this huge first opening moment screen content everything was coordinated but unfortunately the emotional singer had come off and taken the handheld mic with him so the pot bellies went on went to open their mouth and there was no microphone on the stage for the main singer Cue panic. <laughs> and dun, Tam dun, was dun. sitting at the AV desk talking, um, calling the show, yelling in my ER in her stressed out but lo- still lovely manner. <laughs> and cue the pot bellies. And cue the pot bellies. <laughs> Why isn't he singing? Why isn't he singing? Where's the microphone? <laughs> so I also, this is the day I learned that I don't wear heels when I'm working. Mm-hmm. Always wear a long gown with flats underneath. And running... The back of stage was through the kitchen at the convention centre where we were. So I'm running through the kitchen, have hiked up my dress, I'm in heels, trying to run to the green room to get the handheld microphone off this performer. We get back, get the microphone on stage and he does the moment. The the pyrotechnics have fizzled out. (laughs) 
<laughs> but in our mind, we talked to people after the event. In our mind, that took half an hour to get the microphone back. It was probably a couple of minutes. Oh, two minutes maybe. Yeah, probably. But it was scarring for both Tam and I. And we learned that day that um, for a big production like that, it's really handy to have a stage manager from the event side managing the talent, but also someone from the AV company keeping an eye on the movement of the audiovisual equipment. Yeah, so the audiovisual company definitely needed their own stage manager and us from our um, management perspective needed a stage manager as well. And they needed to be very friendly and get to know each other and understand the show and work together. So, yeah. yeah, and because we had eyes for the performers, but not for the tech. So I didn't even notice what was in his hand. Exactly right. But that is a perfect segue into why stage management is so important. Sure is. So what is a stage manager in your eyes, Mel? Well, like we said, it's a crucial role for high production events and it, it mainly involves two key roles, which we've talked about in that anecdote, is the management and movement of talent and the management and movement of AV equipment and staging. Absolutely. So it's an allocated person in charge of everything you do and everything that's happening on stage. So this person will be even better at their job if they're involved in the talent planning and booking in the lead up to the event because then they've really got their head in it. It's not always the case. It's not always something that's manageable, but it will run more smoothly if your stage manager has background knowledge. Definitely. And if that isn't possible, which it isn't always, um, the main event manager will usually be show calling, which we'll talk about in a, a future episode. It's so, so important then to have a really detailed pre-event briefing. Mm -hmm. So putting aside like two, three hours if need be to go through the movements step by step, second by second of where everyone needs to be in the room. Yeah, absolutely. I think on top of that briefing, it's ideal to have your stage manager involved in the sound checks and the rehearsals. Absolutely. So at this point, they can A, get to know the talent. So they're introduced to them. They understand the way that the talent communicates, any quirks that they've got. Uh, B, solve any potential issues that may arise when the event is actually on. Um, also during the sound check, Ensure audiovisual is fully across all aspects of the act, performance, speakers, and they have the correct backing tracks, visuals, microphones, etc. So during that um, sound check, the stage manager is really honing in on what needs to be where on stage, and ensuring that yeah, all of their talent is is covered with all of their needs. Um, ensuring all speakers and entertainers understand how they will enter and exit the stage. Always a big one. Knowing So the stage manager will know where the stairs are. Are they to the side? Are they to the middle? If they're in all three places, which ones do you want the talent or speakers to use? So the stage manager can give that information at the rehearsal time. And lastly, relay any important changes that are required to the event manager. And that can also relate to another important role of the stage manager is relaying important information to the MC as it comes to hand during the event. Um, so this, for example, happened at an event recently. We're doing an awards ceremony and the MC, just because there were so many names and awards, skipped one. So during the applause, it's the stage manager's job to kind of weasel in there um, and discreetly tell the MC that they've missed one, they need to go back. And this relates to another tip that I had, always wear black. So your aim as a stage manager is to be the invisible force that makes the event run smoothly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, going back on that point, we had an MC 
go through his notes and did exactly that. He missed a introduction of a piece of talent. So we were all queued up for a singer to come on stage with vision behind her and it was a, a real heartstrings moment before the auction. And he just went up and introduced the auctioneer and I, <laughs> I had to um, – it was – actually quite difficult to discreetly tell him that he'd missed it because he started introducing the auctioneer the singer was standing by with her guitar side of stage and I just had to sort of go up close to him and say oh singer he's like oh yep 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 sorry um that's a hard one because once the auction gets going it gets going yeah there's no really pauses or it's like yeah it was an awkward moment and Sometimes they're unavoidable. If an MC makes a mistake, they make a mistake. But, yeah, being quite invisible in your blacks is very important. And they're only human. Like, it's going to happen. But that's why it's so important that um, the stage manager, the show caller, all the AV team are mic'd up in terms of a big production as well. 100%. So the Madonna mic will save your life. You can all be on the same page even though the MC isn't. Yeah, Never is the MC mic'd up. So no, it's no, no. Relying yeah. all on your messaging to them. And it, that also comes back to my first point, which is going through that rehearsal and sound check meticulously. That's the time when your talent figures out, or you, you work through with your talent, how long they're allowed on stage, where and what equipment must be pre-placed on stage and removed after their act. And at what point in the program, like the exact time, they're to be ready in their green rooms. So all of those little things are worked out during the rehearsal and they're so important because, yeah, it's really messaging. Yeah, absolutely. And another important thing which you just touched on that you work out in the sound check is the distance of the green rooms, how long they need to get to the room, um, all those sort of things play out. For example, at a recent uh, charity ball we did, we had – all in one moment, it was a really big, iconic moment to open the ball. We had the stage manager ensuring the MC and the speakers were side of stage. Um, another stage assistant was in the green room ensuring a large dance group was ready because they had a really short turnaround time between the two performances. So they literally didn't leave the dancer's side. And then another um, team member was ensuring the DJ was on the backstage ready to play as soon as the dancers finished. So sometimes it can be really like one minute, like, 7.57, we have to do this. 7.58, this person needs to be here. 7.59. So don't underestimate how many people you may need at one point. Yeah, it's a very coordinated dance. Um, speaking of green rooms, in case anyone doesn't know what a green room is, it's where your talent waits to perform. And if you're in a large venue, quite often that is a fair distance from the actual event space. Um, so, yeah, it's absolutely paramount that the stage manager needs to know where their talent is at all times, allocate green rooms and ensure your stage manager knows where they are and how long it takes, as you said, Mel, to get to and from. Stage managers should be also across any artist riders for each room and or meals and times and requirements. And you might be looking at me with giant eyes with, at this stage, but I think that's important because they're often the ones that talk to the talent more so than anyone else in the management team. So the talent at any stage could say, oh, just wondering what time our meals are, what, you know, making sure we're getting our X, Y, Z. Um, stage managers should have that information at hand, even though it's not really their job, it's not part of managing the stage. It's information that they may be asked about by the talent. Yeah, that's a great point because that's something that I traditionally would let the floor manager know because they're managing the venue, the delivery times of all the rooms. 
But definitely the stage manager should know that as well. Yeah, because how often does the floor manager talk to the talent? Yeah, never. Exactly. I mean, almost never. Yeah. And an artist writer, just to explain if you're not sure what a writer, R-I-D-E-R, is, is usually a specific food or drink item requested by the artist's management team well in advance of their performance. So it could be something like sparkling mineral water, a specific spirit, or only blue M&Ms in a bowl. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, I heard recently that it was that J-Lo or Mariah Carey requested their green room to be entirely white. So all the soft soft furnishings and furniture and anything, any foodstuffs to be white. What? So it's not green? <laughs> Dad joke, sorry. Yeah, but such I'm sure it was Mariah, not J-Lo, because I love J-Lo. I worship her ground she walks on. <laughs> it's very diva behaviour. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's, they're the kinds of things that can be on an artist writer. Yeah. Um, it can be an extensive list. It can be. Depending on the person. In this context, it's not the the stage manager's job to make that happen, but it's good for them to know who they're dealing with and what they like. Yeah, definitely. Um, And the other thing with, and this is specifically for a stage manager, is often when, especially referring to speakers, talent is seated in the room with guests. So stage managers should know the table number and where to locate that table in the room to go and get them five minutes before their, or ten minutes before their call time. Yeah, absolutely. And in for a small event, it's still a really important job, but it could be as simple as literally making sure you lay eyes on them before, just before their segment of formalities are going to start and maybe giving them a five-minute warning so they don't go to the toilet at the wrong time. Exactly. Yeah, you definitely want eyes on them in a smaller room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing like – and don't mic them up No, if they need to go oh to the Lord. toilet. <laughs> no one needs to hear that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. We definitely don't need to hear that. Another, which you touched on before, and really important job of a stage manager as well, is thinking ahead about what things need to come on and off the stage. Um, And a good example of this that happened to me recently as well, we had a conference and we had chairs for a panel and we had a coffee table in the middle, which had, of course, water for the panellists, jugs of water, glasses. At the end of the conference to close off the formalities, we had an Aboriginal dance group come on stage and we took off the chairs, obviously, um, to make room for the dancers, but we left the table on because we shoved it to a corner. Halfway through the dance, the water jug is so precarious. It is wobbling everywhere. I'm not, if you haven't seen an Aboriginal dance group before, there's quite a lot of foot stomping, <laughs> which on a stage is it reverberates quite a lot. So halfway th- during applause in the middle, um, again, why you should be as discreet as you can with your clothing, someone had to sneak on stage and take the water off the table because it was just... Was it glass? Yes. Oh, God. Very stressful. And the table was glass too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that was a learning curve for me. Yeah. Going back to the point that event management, you're always learning something. That's right. Our jobs are never done. No. Another tip is to have a talent schedule in addition to your main run sheet. So this is a document that outlines who your talent is, their contact details, that at this point that will be phone number only, no emails, Mm -hmm. what they'll be doing at the event, when they're arriving on site for rehearsals and sound checks, when they're performing at the event and which green room they'll be in or are they going to be seated in the room. That's probably a good document just reflecting on what you said before as well to put in uh, green room and any specifics on the radar timings maybe. Mm, yep. In absolutely. a table, that would be a really good thing to look at at a glance. Yeah. Yep. A really good snapshot. 
Um, we did an event together, which was a very involved charity ball, thousand seats, um, and we had multiple, multiple talents, and the majority of the talent was children. And managing that without a talent schedule would have been impossible because we had, in that instance, buses arriving with children from various schools. They were coming at different times. We had to consider parents, teachers, minders, Mm, and the movement of people. Yeah, duty of care. And the movement of people, kids and adults, through the venue at multiple different times in a very short period of time where we had to do our stage rehearsals and sound checks. So the coordination behind that was enormous and that was just the talent and then you had the green rooms where they be what they'd be eating and all the dietary requirements <laughs> of kids these days in particular um which is mainly coke and pizza <laughs> um but yeah it was it was just a lot to consider so having a talent schedule and having that really heavily a very detailed timetable of what's happening and when from the rehearsal to the end of the night absolute essential And that was a great example of why it's really important to do a walk to the green room with the talent to time it during the sound check uh, schedule. Because for that event, the green rooms were really far away. They were up a lift and getting uh, one group had like 20 kids. We couldn't fit them all on the lift. So then we had to time it for two lift journeys. Some had to take the stairs. We couldn't separate the group. It was quite a mission. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to consider. Mm Mm-hmm. On that point, then it's really good if it's a large scale event to ensure your stage manager has at least one or more, sometimes several Mm -hmm. runners who can relay messages to talent if you're in a large event space. So this could involve radioing to them to collect talent from green rooms, like you mentioned before, Mel, or confirming talent is standing by, side of stage, in transit, ready to perform, etc. And it's so important that those runners and helpers are there for the sound check as well. Because another issue we come across when the green rooms are far away is the radios don't work. Yeah. So everyone needs to be on the same page during the sound check about what's going to happen. Yeah, how you're going to communicate. That needs to be very clear. And that's a really good point. Once you're out of that radius, do you switch to mobiles? Are you waiting till they get back in the radio radius to convey, yep, this person's on their way? Yeah. Another really important tip surrounding stage management is your stage manager should know that run sheet inside and out. So the stage team should be involved in all final run sheet meetings and involved in any decision making regarding talent on the day. So you might be making a few changes to the run sheet on the fly and then you have to convey that message to the rest of the team. Definitely. And that goes the same for probably in more detail the production schedule, which we will talk about um, in another episode. It's a really detailed even more detailed than the run sheet um, overview of what's going on at the event. Yeah, and it's a good way. I mean, if you are in the unfortunate position that you can't meet with your stage manager before the event day, then it's so important to have that briefing meeting early on in the day and go through the run sheet with them at that time. Definitely. So an example of stage direction and a stage management team being on top of the way things are going to run, even if you have dummy people coming in in your rehearsal time, 
dummy people, not dumb people. Um, I was just going to say, though, it can be an accurate word sometimes. <laughs> people are so stupid, especially after a few drinks. Perhaps I'll say stand-ins <laughs> coming in for your rehearsal. So, for example, on awards night, we did one recently where we just did that run-through of how it's going to work when unsuspecting award winners come to stage. So we don't know where they're coming from in the room to begin with. And then they come up and you have to have almost a procession line. So you've got your person who's side of stage with the trophy, ready to hand that to the person who's presenting the award. Which isn't the MC usually, it's an important member of the company. Exactly. So you've got your award winner coming up, your presenter has got the award in their hand, that's been passed to them. Uh, they hand it over, they shake hands at a particular spot. It's usually a mark because there's a photographer in a certain spot ready to take that handshaking photo. Then they may move to shake hands with the CEO, for example, and then they may move again to have a photo in front of a photo wall. So marking out that procession and exactly how it's going to happen and being very clear on the instructions that you're going to give to A, your MC, be your award presenter and see your CEO and photographer is really important. If you don't map those things out early on, it can be a bit of a shuffle and a chaos. Yeah, a bit of catastrophe really. And it's so awkward when like someone goes to leave the stage via the stairs, the next one's trying to enter. Oh, Yes, yes. <laughs> so just having that flow of one person on one side of the the stage from your team and another one who's the exit person at the other side of the stage and they can be giving a big old wave to the person who's won the award who's ecstatic because they've just won yay and they're they're not really thinking about where they should be going so if you've got someone waving saying come this way for your photo it's going to make them feel comfortable and they can still be all silly and crazy in the moment but at least they know where they're going to get off stage and humans are creatures of habit and they like to exit the way they entered quite often Mm, so if you want a a linear flow of traffic it it does take some corralling sometimes and I was going to say that usually once you get through the first few award recipients people have watched how it works but no you'd be surprised no because they're drunk (laughs) yeah they're drunk by the end or yeah and they're really really excited or there's a high emotion they're confused a lot of people are like their brain goes blank if they're on stage. They're mortified to be the centre of attention. So Yeah, that's right. Some people love yeah. it and some people are just absolutely want to get off. cringing and want to get off as fast as possible. So they're trying to run to the opposite direction or yep. the direction they came and, yeah, they're going to crash into somebody. Mm, awkward. Awkward. So to wrap us up, Mel, what are the major tips for stage management? Okay, so always make sure that you've had a detailed pre-event briefing with your stage manager. Um, And hopefully this is prior to the event. Um, But like you mentioned, so, so important to do it on the day if it's not possible. That's right. Don't involve your stage manager at the last minute. Ensure they're part of the planning process if you can. Yeah. And uh, if you can, get the AV team involved as well because that's a really important pre-production meeting. Absolutely. My next one is provide the stage manager with a seating plan so they can highlight where everyone is seated, uh, particularly if there's a lot of speakers or sponsors they need to get side of stage. Great. Uh, For large productions, ensure everyone has comms. Believe us, the Madonna mic will make your life a lot easier Mm -hmm. and save you steps on the phenomena. Uh, And last one for me, wear black. Like I said, your aim is to be the invisible force that makes this event kick ass. 
My final tip is do not run a major or large event without a stage manager. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> it will just open you up to all kinds of mistakes such as talent running late, lost talent, miscommunication, the wrong equipment on stage, a plethora of things. No so. microphones. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go back there. Oh, the trauma. If this episode has taught you anything, it is have a stage manager at large events. You will thank us for it one day. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening today. It was great to be back in your ears. And don't forget to like, comment and share if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And if you would like to hear more or connect with us, jump into our Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Adios, amigos. Ciao. Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Yeah.